0: This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I'm Van Pugh and I never left. Now, how about that first round of the draft? Wasn't it great? I loved it. I loved it so much. Now, uh, the three hours just flew by. I don't even count that first hour because uh, a lot of it was... Shout-outs, performances, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, Even the Wayne Haskins tweeted, can we get this thing started already? (laughs) I'm serious, man. This stuff is crazy, yo. Um, It was crazy. Some of it, I'm like, okay. I mean, we shouting out the people who are uh, on the front lines, like the medical staff, the people who are in food, and everybody who's in this thing law enforcement everybody who's in this thing constantly and are in the most at risk you gotta give them props okay but after that we doing too much you just taking forever also i was gonna get to this later but the draft took until midnight like i said the three out it just flew by but that's because it was just a lot of commercials and everything i'm like the picks were in in like seven, eight minutes tops. But I don't know why it takes so long for the commissioner to finally announce it. Like, we need to know what goes on between the time the pick is in and when the commissioner announced it. I don't know if it's ads or they have to do certain things to, to confirm whatever it is. It's too much. They doing too much. Hopefully, it's much faster today. We I think we got two rounds. It's it's probably gonna last to about ten or eleven o'clock, and I, I'm guessing tomorrow's gonna be a snoozer. It usually is, but I usually do a bunch of other things and just uh, check my phone for who got picked. And I never really sit there and watch the fourth through the seventh round, but it, there's always. There's always a really good player that comes out of the 4th or 7th round, like a Kirk Cousins or a Terrell Davis or Tom Brady. But like I said, we'll get to that later. I'll probably talk about that on my next show in conjunction with the last dance. But I just had to come on here and talk about the first round. Hey, it was dope. It was dope for sure. Um, The first three people, chalk. Who we've been hearing about all along, uh, freaking Joe Burrow, number one, Chase Young, number two, Jeff Akuta number three. Now, I was seeing some mock drafts that said the Lions would either trade back or they would get uh, Isaiah Simmons, and I was sitting there nervous, but once I saw they picked Jeff Akuta, I was like, okay, the, the rest of this is predictable. I was assuming the Giants were going to take Isaiah Simmons and then um Miami was gonna take Tua and the Chargers was gonna take Justin Herbert. But I guess what ended up happening is Miami, Miami did take Tua. The Chargers took Justin Herbert, but the Giants took Andrew Thomas. Now I expected Andrew Thomas to go in the mid. First round, maybe the late first round. I kind of maybe expected Miami to pick them, um late in the round or or somebody else like the Raiders or something who had multiple draft picks later in the round. I did not expect for the um, Giants to pick them. I know they've had tackle troubles forever. They've had tackle troubles basically since the mid-2000s. <laughs> the mid 2010s. So, yeah, sure. They they finally uh, addressed that. Well, I don't know. I hope you better hope he isn't Eric Flowers. But I will never forget my uncle when we were talking about way back in December, way back in December, end of the year. He was telling me. I was trying to tell him that oh, the Redskins should pick Andrew Thomas. The Redskins should pick Andrew Thomas. Because they need to replace Trent Williams. And no, he was like, no, no, no. They need to get Chase Young. Andrew Thomas isn't even the best tackle in the draft. He was mis- mentioning Tristan Wirfs. He was mentioning uh, Makai Beckton. Well, he kind of knew of the, the guys who were in line. And <laughs> as soon as Andrew Thomas got picked, I was like, what was my uncle talking about again? He was saying Andrew Thomas wasn't going to get picked first, that he wasn't even the best tackle in the draft. Okay, that might still be true, but he still got picked pretty high. And, well, I guess we were both right. Andrew Thomas deserved to be picked that high, but the Redskins took Chase Young. And I did warm up to the idea of the Redskins taking Chase Young, the farther we got along in the process. I'm like, he's a local kid, and he's – the best player in the draft. Yes, he's better than Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's like second or third, or fourth best player in the draft. So you you can't not take him. And he's a local kid. I wanted to see, I want to see more local talent play for the Redskins and even the Eagles. I mean, Ronald Darby played for the Eagles and got himself a ring, but now he's back with the now he's home and playing with the Redskins. I mean, it's cool. I may not be a Redskins fan, but I do root for local talent, and he's one of the best in the area. He's been one of the best in the area for a while now. So uh, I'm interested to see what he does. Um, I didn't know he was 6'5". I didn't know he was 6'7", I was like, man, this guy's tall. I was looking at some of his videos of him outside of his house addressing the crowd, This guy is huge. This guy is... And then, you know, you look at him in uniform. This man look like, uh, Sean Oakman. I'm like, he's just in. He's way better than Sean Oakman. Man, are you serious? It's over. It's over. I mean, it's going to be good luck blocking that. Andre Dillard trying to block him for the next 10 or so years, it's not going to be pretty. But hopefully, uh... Dillard gets better, and he is ready for that challenge because it's not going to be easy to block this Redskins front, for sure. Isaiah Simmons, I mean, yeah, he didn't get picked by the Giants. B kept falling and falling and falling. I was like, wow, who's going to pick him? I was like, if the Panthers didn't pick him, who's going to pick him? I did not expect the Cardinals to pick him. I thought the Cardinals were going to get a tackle. Maybe they'll get a tackle in the later rounds, but damn, bro, they picked Isaiah Simmons. It's just, I don't think they expected, no one expected Isaiah Simmons to fall that far. And then once he did, the dominoes started falling. Henry Ruggs, first off the board as a receiver, Right after about three tackles got picked, I mean, Jack, Jedrick Willis got picked. I think, Makai Beckton got picked, and it's like, yo, man, it's like the 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 tackles in this draft. I mean, okay, the pa- the Panthers chose Derek Brown. I think the best D tackle in the draft, the dude could be another Fre- um Fletcher Cox, like he is really good he's really talented he's underrated like no no one's paying attention to this guy i mean a lot of mock drafts had the panthers picking derek brown but isaiah simmons was there i was assuming they'd pick him and a lot of panthers fans wanted him he's so versatile and he can play all over the field he's like shaq thompson but shaq thompson i mean he shaq thompson hasn't been an all-world player though so, but he's supposed to be better than Shaq Thompson. I mean, he got picked earlier than him, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see, but I like Derrick Brown's nickname, Baby Barack, because because <laughs> he was the, the leader of the, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and you see he speaks very well when he's interviewed and stuff, and he wants to be a lobbyist. I was like, I love that nickname. I'm going to call him Baby Barack from now on. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Or maybe he is another. Um, maybe he's another Reggie White. Both on the field and off the field. Reggie White was a preacher, was a minister. So, hey, maybe he's another one of them. Uh, maybe he's another Reggie White. If that's the case, the Panthers going to be underrated. And it's going to give these uh, other three teams in NFC South problems. Um, Ruggs was. The first off the board. This reminds me, of. This reminds me of my Madden League draft. You had, of course, you had Rugs, Lamb, and Judy. They were all top three. Blah blah blah. Top three in that draft, just like top three in the real life draft. I had Rugs first on my board. I assumed Lamb and Judy were going to be gone. I didn't think about Rugs being gone. But then I forgot that he ran a 4-2-4, at least on Madden he did. So I think he ran a 4-3. I might be wrong. I think he ran a 4-3 in real life. But in this draft, he ran a 4-2-4. You could not ignore. I was like, okay, he's going number one on the board. That is crazy speed. He went number nine in the Madden draft. I think he went like number 11, 12, 13 in this draft, I think. I was like, you can't ignore that speed, bro. And I was like, these guys ain't no different from us. Speed kills. And he's very fast. He may not be the best receiver. He may not have the best hands. He may not have the best routes. But that speed is just hard to ignore. And um, Jerry Judy and Lamb fell. And I was like... The more, okay, I thought he, I thought Lamb was going to go to the 49ers. He didn't go to the 49ers. They traded out of it. Tampa Bay didn't get him. Whoever it was after Tampa Bay didn't get him. And so I was like, okay, okay, he going to fall to the Eagles. Okay, Denver Broncos take Jerry Judy. And I was like, okay, a lot of mock drafts had them picking Judy or Lamb. Okay, cool. Dallas Cowboys on the clock. I did not expect them to take CD Lamb. Did not I thought they were gonna take a linebacker or a safety or something. Like all the mock drafts said. They took CeeDee Lamb. They didn't expect him to be there just like the Cardinals didn't expect Simmons to be there. These I was afraid someone was gonna pick CeeDee Lamb before the Eagles got to him at twenty one. And this was a direct result of the Eagles beating the Cowboys in Philly, which I celebrated for weeks. I still celebrate it. I even, on my Instagram, I got it as a button, me celebrating that win. At what cost? We lose in the first round because Carson got hurt. And then, to add salt on the wound, we lose CD Lamb. If we were in that position, we would have took CD Lamb but a lot of people saying we should have traded up with Atlanta and got Ceedee Lamb right before the Cowboys picked. But we didn't. Ha- they didn't have any idea that the Cowboys is gonna pick Ceedee Lamb. I think if they did, they would have did it. I don't think they had any idea the Cowboys was gonna pick him. This was a shock. And of course, the Cowboys fans knew we wanted him, and they took advantage of that. They made fun of us. Everybody's making fun of us, but especially Cowboys fans. They was going in. They... (laughs) The memes and stuff, the memes and videos were funny. I I must admit, they they were hilarious. Y'all need to keep them coming. (laughs) They're funny, and I did laugh for a little bit. It just is what it is. He's gone. Like, we ain't getting back. So... Now, the rest of the draft. You got Jordan Love to the Packers. But I'll get back to that soon. Before I talk about that, the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager. Why? Why? Well, when the pick happened, I was like, that was a reach. I I assumed they were going to take Justin Jefferson or K-9, Kenneth Murray. I thought they were going to take one of the two. I took both in Madden, but I know that's Madden, and you can't ignore Jalen Rager's speed. And see, but see, I I did the sensible thing. I was like, Justin Jefferson, and I was lucky to get him in the second round because everyone was just so obsessed with fast running backs and fast receivers. I understand, but, I mean, looking at our linebacker situation, could pick Kenneth Murray, and I think Justin Jefferson is a better all-around receiver than Jalen Rager. A lot of people agree. But once again, you can't ignore speed. You can't ignore the speed of Jalen Rager. Like, he is very fast. It, okay, he ran a 4-4, but if you look at the tape, you look at the highlights at least, He is flying, and he's the fastest person on the field. And it's like I rooted against him in college because, you know, I'm a Sooner. So I rooted against him. I was like, I just did not want this kid to touch the ball because I knew if he touched the ball, he was not going to be caught. So I like what we're building here. We got him. We got Deshaun Jackson. We got Boston Scott. I mean, we got a lot of speed. We got a lot of speed ourselves, but I just think we could have taken Jefferson or Murray or traded back. That's just me. I'm I'm not running a show. I'm warming up to Jalen Rager already. I guess the more I think about it, the more I'm starting to become cool with it. It's starting some stats are starting to come out saying that he had a bad quarterback. That yeah, of course people are gonna make the the lazy assumptions that Big Twelve play no defense, but uh TCU just had a cornerback just get drafted in the first round and Kenneth Murray got drafted in the first round. And that's about as many SEC defensive players that got drafted in the first round. So, you know, the comparison's always lazy, but Jalen Rager, I feel like we could have got him in the second round, but looking at mock drafts, he wasn't going to be there. He was either going to get taken late first round or very early second round, and, which means he wasn't going to be there for us because we pick later in the second round. You know, it is what it is. Um, is. I'll take him. Worst case scenario, he's Nelson Aguilar in his back end. I mean, that, that, that's the worst comparison I've heard for him, that he's another— nelson Aguilar, he could be another deshaun jackson or he could be better than both we will see we'll see you know we'll see so far it doesn't look good but he puts the work in puts the time in he gets with the right people and he gets the right coaching i think he'll be fine you can't ignore that speed you turn on the tape and he's blazing past everybody That just gives us another deep threat. That just gives us another weapon for Carson Wentz, even though I'd much rather have Justin Jefferson. But we didn't get him. Didn't get him. Minnesota got him with the very next pick. Okay, that's fine. I'm sure they needed a receiver after trading Stephon Diggs. Justin Jefferson works because if he wasn't there, would they have taken Jalen Rager? I don't know. Jalen Rager on the Vikings offense, they probably would have either traded back or they would have gotten more defensive help. Oh, another thing I didn't mention was Javon Kinlaw going to the 49ers just adds to their strength. Their defense is already unreal. Now they got this guy in the first round after I thought they were going to get another receiver. I think they did end up getting a receiver, If I I think. No. I gotta look back at it, but <laughs> man. They're just adding they're just adding to their strength. And they're gonna be dangerous for sure. Um I'm also looking at what other things happen. Jordan Love to the Packers. I'm like, well, okay, I know you gotta replace Aaron Rodgers soon, but you could have got your replacement in the second round. Jacob Eason, Jalen Hurts. Freaking Jake Fromm, all those guys, second, third round, could have picked them, but no, you pick Jordan Love. They must have really loved Jordan Love. Now Jordan Love was on a lot of mock drafts, going to the Saints or the Packers, because they all they both got aging quarterbacks, that you eventually got to pick their replacements. It still didn't make sense because, well, well it did make sense, but they would have been much better served because they were a game away from the NFC championship, from the Super Bowl. My bad. They would have been much better served getting a linebacker or a receiver, or even, even getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who ended up going to the Chiefs. That was a good fit for them, by the way. Could have got them, could have got him. You could have got one of them receivers. You could have traded back and got one of those receivers. But no. You take Aaron Rodgers' replacements. And, of course, Packers fans didn't like it. I don't blame them. But, hey, um, if Jordan Love ends up panning out to be very good, then in about three or four years, and he replaces Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, y'all got to realize Aaron Rodgers be getting hurt, too. Like, his body is crippling. So, if he comes in, he gets him to the playoffs, then maybe it's not a bad pick. Still, you could have got a quarterback in the second round. If you wanted a quarterback that you wanted to develop and that wasn't going to play, you could have got it in the second round. But hey, hey, you talking about I, I tried to do this twice, but I was like, mm, I got way too many holes. Let me pick a defensive player. And I've been trying to build my defense ever since. And me talking about Madden again, I'm not going to worry about it. Let's see, let's see. So you got Patrick Queen to the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson called him the next Ray Lewis. And I was like, Okay, when he drafted, when he got drafted by the Ravens, I was like, what is he, Ray Lewis? That's the first thing I thought. But I don't know if this guy is going to be anything like Ray Lewis. If he is, this is a steal. If not, I mean, it's a L. L. So, you know, we'll see. He, he fits in very well. I mean, he, he fits in nicely with freaking um Earl Thomas and... Calais Campbell, Peters, Humphrey. They got some stars, man, and they add this kid. He's looking good. I mean, he's about, I don't know if he's as good as CJ Mosley, but he's good. So that's its a good pick for them. But the first round's done. Hey, the Dolphins did pretty good. Uh, they got a tackle. They got Tua. So I'm interested to see. What happens from here? There's some extra stuff that went on in the draft. Like, all these people, you know, they're at home. They usually would be at the draft, so you wouldn't see these house parties. You wouldn't see their families. But they're all at home. You used to all see their families, and it's some nonsense, man. These people. These folks do not practice social distancing and stay-at-home orders. They don't. For Everyone had to have had about 15 people in the house. You had Jerry, Judy, and uh, Henry Ruggs had people hiding and people in other rooms to make it look like they were uh, not obeying social distancing. And to look like they were obeying social distancing, but all their people were in another room or something. You had Henry Ruggs in a old spice bathrobe. I'm like, come on, man. You're doing too much. Something different. <laughs> but it I mean it's just extra stuff. Uh Tristan Wirfs, I think that was him. He jumped out of the pool. He I'm like, Good lord. I was like, that is ridiculous. That is strength right there. That is lower body strength right there. Makai um, Becton, everyone in his family is huge. Uh, I don't know if it was this girl or his sister. Makai Becton 6'7". This girl who was standing beside him was like 6'5". Had to be. Like, minimum. A- everyone had jokes and stuff, and his dad had to be like 6'6". Six, six. In like 300-some pounds. I'm like, yo. Everyone pointed that out. I was like, wow. That genes. That is genes. That is genetics. Genetic lottery. But hey, I mean, genetic lottery, but worked hard to get there. And it's with the Jets. And Jets need a lot of stuff. But protection for Sam Darnold isn't a bad way to go. Isn't a bad way to go at all. Another thing was CD Lamb. There was a little shot someone caught um a shot of CD Lamb taking away the phone from his girlfriend while well, he had another phone in his hand. See, I knew I was a little sketchy about that from the beginning like he said on Twitter it wasn't like we thought it was. We, you know what, you you, you know what everyone's going to assume. He, you know, he snatched the phone from his girl because he's thinking, everyone's thinking, oh, you know, he's talking to some other folks and he doing some stuff. This girl don't want him to know. And I saw that other phone in his hand, I was suspicious. I was like. I don't think he's talking to other chicks. I don't think that's a bat phone. I don't think he got hopes. I think I think maybe it I was like, maybe it's her phone. Maybe she didn't want him, you know, taking pictures or something. I, I don't know. I knew it couldn't have been that. I was like, I was thinking immediately. I was like, maybe it's not his phone. Or maybe she's like a little kid and trying to play games on the phone or something. Um... <laughs> But I'm like, but then it comes out. But then it turns out that his agent was calling on that phone. Okay, why does C.D. Lamb have two phones anyway? But whatever. He's using one phone to talk to the Cowboys and one phone to talk to his agent. So the agent calls and he's like, no, don't answer that. Don't answer that. But see, what threw everybody off is he gave that look to his girlfriend like, okay, what, what are you doing? Don't Don't touch that. Don't touch that. You crazy. <laughs> but it wasn't that. Like the girl was trying to answer the phone because trying to tell the agent that he was on the phone with the Cowboys. I believe that story. That's what she said. No one really believes it, but I believe it. It sounds about right. And another thing that came up was that C.D. Lamb's girl used to date Trey Young. So that means she grew up in Norman. And you look at her Twitter profile, it says OU 2021. So, so she's a social, like she's a local, she's a local. And. Y'all could look at it as, most people will look at it as, okay, she's gold digging, of course. Yeah, look at it that way. That's the normal argument. But I was like, but also, I'm like, maybe she keeps up with her looks and she's really social. So that means she ends up meeting these guys and they just happen to be two of the biggest athletes in OU recent history, two of the most popular young athletes that come out of OU recently. Just so happens. But, you know, she put in the work to keep up with her looks and be social, so she ended up meeting these guys. That's how I look at it. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt for now because uh, I I really think, I I believe their story, and I believe that, there's true intentions behind their relationship but we'll see we'll see they're young they're like 21 22 so let's see what happens but for now it looks innocent so but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna laugh at all the memes and the videos and stuff (laughs) oh man oh man um, man, it's funny, man. It's, it's, the draft was funny. These extra clips, they they are picking up from these uh, home shots are crazy. And at Chase Young, uh, Chase Young having all those people outside of his house, that was very predictable. You you can't have someone as popular as Chase Young only having ten people in the house. I knew that was unrealistic. So you had another fifty people outside. No social distancing, no stay at home, none of that. No quarantining, none of that's going on over there. People are just too excited and they wanted to celebrate with uh, Chase Young. I, I completely understand. But dang, man, <laughs> like just think of the times. You could see this guy later, man. If he really your boy, you're going to see him later. Especially with him being in the area, he's redskin. Uh, another thing is Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell trying to be funny, cracking jokes, and interacting with the fans. and um, Him doing a TikTok with Jerry Judy. Him doing the Drake uh, Twissy slide. That was, I'm like, man, this guy is crazy, man. This guy is really trying to be funny. But I get it though, you know. It shows his human side, and I think that's pretty cool. You gotta remember, he's somebody's dad, he's someone's husband. So, hey, that's fine. You know, I'm I'm cool with it. I wish they get on with the second round. <laughs> you know, the Cincinnati's on the clock, and I don't know who they're gonna pick. I, I I assume they're gonna pick Brandon Ayuk, but we'll see. We'll see. What else did I notice from this draft? Um, Cliff Kingsbury house looks amazing. It's just I don't know reason number fifteen. I w- I would love to move to L.A. I know it's in Arizona, but it looks pretty similar to L.A. So I'm like, yeah, if they got houses like that, not nah, I'd move out there. <laughs> That yeah, Man, that joint was dope, man. I was like, good lord. This house looked futuristic. <laughs> it looks amazing. I was like, if I lived in a place like that, game over. I would have the most epic sports theme parties ever. It would be dope. You know, I'm not really big on... Spending too much money on on houses and, and shoes and stuff, but but man, a house like that is hard to pass up. That joint looked look vicious. I must admit. Uh, another thing I saw, um, the Redskins posting a "Beat Your Feet Go Go" video. That was that was fire. I was like, okay, y'all gonna make me like y'all, y'all y'all. Uh, stockpiling local talent and you're posting go-go videos i was like okay maybe you redskins maybe you redskins aren't that bad after all still a Eagles fan though but maybe you guys aren't that bad after all (laughs) but that was pretty cool to see that they uh you know went a little local with the beat your feet thing um all right what we got here Bruce Arians, little setup little nice house in Tampa he was out in this I think backyard and he was chilling on his on his uh in his table alone had a nice little simple setup. I'm like man what I would like that setup too. It may be not as extravagant as um Cliff Kingsbury but that setup looked nice too. he just chilling his back on the back porch I love it. Um, And Jerry Jones on his yacht, like, because of course. I was like, yeah, everyone would love to have a $250,000 yacht and just chill on the water while you make your draft picks. Yeah, everyone would love that. But, you know, that's not realistic. But and we're not realistic for now. But GOAT Level Mindset said that's nothing. That's that's nothing. Um, but for now, don't have it. We want it. It's not that important, but it's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool to think about uh, drafting at a yacht in a yacht. That's cool. That's cool for real. Um, So the first round didn't finish until midnight and I didn't even know where the time went. I was just so into it. I was just following every pick tweeting about every pick on twitter retweeting memes and videos and commentary I just didn't see where the time had gone and that draft took a while that that was just the first round I'm sure the second and third round gonna take just as long so I'm down for it the second round today you got Jalen Hurts you got People who didn't get picked in the first round I was supposed to, like 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 Swift and Delpit, McKinney, um, even people threw Jalen Hurts out there, but I don't think he was gonna get picked. You got, you know, bona fide second rounders like J.K. Dobbins and maybe even people who may have should have got picked in the first round too, like your I think Matos Gross? Gross from Penn State you know I don't know I don't know his name but the kid from Penn State like he could have got picked and uh, who else I'm just looking at this and I see another offensive tackle uh, the Eagles might take a safety some good safeties in the second round you got t higgins who some people had the equals picking and i just don't really feel t higgins at all i mean to me he's just another alshon jeffrey and we don't need that <laughs> we don't need that i mean sure alshon jeffrey was very productive but i was like nah rather have justin jefferson K.J. Hamler, Brandon Ayuk, Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Hurt. Some nice picks in the second round. And it's on now, so I'm going to go watch it. And I guess I'll talk about that and all the other picks on Monday or Tuesday. Well, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.